There are no lights to keep on this tank, and I can assure you that everything inside is dead. At least as far as I understand the word. None of this makes sense. No. The Apocalypse Players present Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37. I don't feel ill. I've been in this place now, in this vicinity, for 48 hours, and I don't feel any ill effect. A Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Brett Kramer, with Danon McAleer as Senior Lieutenant Grigor Fyodorov of the Red Army. Well, Major, it's decision time, I suppose. Do you say we drain this tank and have a look inside or not? Joseph Chance, as Senior Sergeant Dr. Vissarian Bayo Ivanovich Yuskov Lyubimova of the Red Army. I'd like the men who have dysentery to be on this side of the camp, and I'd like anyone who feels extreme fatigue to be on that side of the camp. <laughs> Dominic Allen, as Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev of the Telegraph Service of the Soviet Union. We have to get out of here now. We have to get back. We have to get back and get out of here. And Dan Wheeler, as everybody else. I don't give a shit. Having spent their first night at the tractor station itself, the doctor woke feeling strangely unwell. The word he used to describe his condition was listless. He was examined by Agent Dugov, who maintained that there was nothing physically wrong with him, but Lyubomova insisted that he did not feel able to leave the camp. Several other men reported similar complaints. The other officers planned to visit the nearby Kolkos of Yerenkovo, but before they departed, they investigated the last corner of the station, which up to this point they had avoided. The pyres of cattle bones, or so they hoped. As they feared, however, many of them were in fact human. They also found, drawn on the nearby barn, a list of names. Civilians, many of them women, which they presumed to be the names of those unfortunates whose remains were burnt there among the cattle corpses. You look a little pale. Tell me what happened when they left the station. Very well. The doctor stayed behind to study his chemistry text, while Fyodorov and the GRU agents set off, taking Kovalevsky's division with them. You're not rushing to get there. You're driving at a sensible sort of pace. We are Russians. <laughs> so I'm not going to make you do a, a drive roll or anything. I imagine it's Triepinov driving. Well, certainly you can utilise Triepinov's driving skill to facilitate the drive. So we're just in, in one of the trucks that you came in. We make our way there. And just as you said, Yurenkovo is kind of at the top of a hill. So you come down the hill that the tractor station was on through a sort of valley and then up onto the other side. This, the road to uh, Yurenkovo is actually in pretty good nick. Takes you about half an hour to get there. On the way, could you give me a spot hidden roll? <laughs> success, regular success. Regular success? Mm -hmm. I could spend luck, but I think I'm going to leave it. With your regular success, Dom, mm. 
uh, made you a couple of, you just sort of noticed that uh, there doesn't appear to be any animal or plant life, no living animal or plant life on the road. Uh, it's, it's still winter. It's still winter. So it's um, maybe that's not that weird, but you know, you can't, you can't hear any insects or bird song or, or see any plants. I'm not even there and I've been so naive. It's just hit me square in the face. I can't believe I've been that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Domaz Kopolev has been there for two days, two, two sessions, and I've only just caught up. Oh, I'm, I think I'm thinking of something different to you. I've just had a... Re- it, that information has given me, the player, a revelation. That information changes everything for me, the player. Yeah, Absolutely. No, I'm I'm jumping to conclusions. I had one theory, but now now there's a shocking other possibility that I hadn't even considered. That's the way I'm going here, Dan, and I, I can only wish you luck, <laughs> and Dan for that matter. Anyway, you pull up at Yurenkovo. So all these cold causes are similar. They're similar to the ones you passed on the road on the way to the station unremarkable small dwellings mostly made of wood very sort of rural exactly what you'd expect like a little small private collective farm to look like the largest building is a big hall you recognize it as like a communist party hall but it's um an empty shell the roof has been destroyed by fire so the walls are sort of wobbling around in this very slight breeze that's blowing through the place. It looks like, as you look around, it looks like there's been a, f- a fire has ravaged most of this site. There's in front of this hall. There's there's a sort of large site of disturbed earth. I don't know. Just the, the earth has been disturbed quite recently in front of this big building. You see lots of sort of rudimentary little dwellings, little huts, houses. What sort of size are we talking? Like just a rough number of like the the wooden. Of how many dwellings? Yeah, about a dozen. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe a bit more. I said less than twenty. Yeah. Um, and then there is a windmill, and a water tank, and then there's a few barns. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So this big hall, some some private dwellings, windmill, water tank, some barns, and then this big sort of disturbed area of earth. What would you like to do? Well, we came here to look for anything we could find. I say we, we go. Comrade Lieutenant. Duh. I think you probably share with me my distrust of Ogpu agents, given what we have seen back at the... Tractor station, yes. Comrade Lieutenant? I turn round thinking the Comrade Lieutenant was right behind me, but he's not there. Oh, that was strange. I could have sworn he was... What's the problem, Major? We left the Lieutenant back at the tractor station. While we're waiting for him to rejoin us, Hmm. let's go back to um, Dr. Lubomova. <laughs> so what are, what are you doing, Lubomova? He's 
He's been mulling over. He took it very easy for the first ten minutes, I think, and, and he went back to his tent and he lay down. I just sort of drifted a bit. I think he closed his eyes and kept thinking about that word listless, and then it came back to him. And he got out there, he sat up and he got out the, the fragments that he still has. Um, mm. And he tracked through the he, he tracked through the first bit, which is the, the typed stuff. And that astronomical reference still bugs him. He's not too sure why. Although, as a player, I think I now feel horribly aware of why that might be there. <laughs> God. So this is the lab. This is the lab notes. Yeah, the lab it? notes. But then, he, but but he moves on from that, and he goes to the goat, and he sees the word listless, describing the goat's behaviour, mm. unresisting, listless. But even as he sees it, he feels sort of tired. Like he can't be bothered to get up, and so he actually lies back down again and gets the he get, but he gets the chemistry book out, and 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 starts remembering pinching all those lice and thinking it's quite nice when you kill lice, it's quite satisfying, mm. and starts looking at the, <laughs> but he's blatantly ignoring going around and doing anything else. He's just going like, to. If you'd like to, you can give me a. You can give me a. Now you've now you've sort of decided that you're. Now the idea of you leaving this place is no longer hanging over you. You can give me a constitution roll to see whether you can kind of pull yourself together to... Yeah, I think this is, this is a lull. He's, he's not, I'm not saying that he's giving in. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I've really passed it. That is an excellent... That's an excellent success. Zero seven. Oh, fucking fantastic. So do you know what it might be? It's really the fact that the major and the captain have left because... You got this feeling that they had plans for you. Mm. Yeah. And now they've gone, actually, you feel like you've regained some of your own, some of your old joie de vivre. You've, um, you've really perked up and you feel like you're going to make the most of this day or this morning, however long they're going to be away for. What can you, what can you achieve? How can you prove yourself really? Because, you know, you, Maybe you start to feel that you you need to prove prove your worth not not to yourself not to your men but maybe to to the tasage yeah definitely to to ward them off slightly so yeah exactly I, I sit up and I sit sit up in my uh, on my blankets I probably didn't get out under them although it is cold so I probably was under one yeah yeah I think I think I will make a tour of the of the sick men mm -hmm. I mean all I'm going to really do is do my usual. Here, have a vodka. Tell me how you feel. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I suspect I gain no insights. You make your way around the men. What sort of insights do you want to roll? Do you want to do you want to give me a medicine roll or a psychology roll? Yeah, the sick men. I'm kind of. Well, I'm interested to see whether they're describing the same symptoms as me. Okay, so because although I've heard some rumours here and there. I think it's it's time to be very specific. Give me an argument for what for what you'd like to roll. I guess it is a psychology role, isn't it? Because you, you're kind of trying to gauge whether anyone's feeling... Psychology or anything that you think you might use to get someone on side. I don't know. Maybe it's a... I could try and persuade. Yeah, if that's better. Maybe persuade. I mean, it's not better. It's, it's harder for me. But if you give me a sort of... Would you give me a bonus on a persuade? Because like, psychology, I understand, is... I might glean some insights regarding their mental 
their their mindset. This is about this is about your your relationship with them, isn't it? Your existing friendship with them, right? If I'm boosting re- morale. So let's go for persuade, but you can have a bonus die because it's only thirty eight percent. So I feel like if there's a bonus, I have a chance. Yeah, it's a bonus because you know them and and they like you. Okay, yeah. So one, yeah. Wow. Thank God there was a bonus. Okay. <laughs> 84 and 34 as you do your rounds you make your way around the men you see a few of them have clear symptoms of dysentery clear signs of this now you you knew that a few of them had it on the way but but this is something that has gone through the troops before they they know what to do they know to stay separate they know to try and practice as good hygiene as they can so um, they're doing the right things. You're not too worried about this spreading too quickly throughout the throughout the group. Um, then you've got Private Jibenko, who is in a really bad way. Did Jibenko touch the rabbit? No, but he was the one who first saw it, and he was throwing up after he saw it. The private who was sharing a tent with him implies that he's had a bad night, and he woke up like... It's almost like comatose. So he's in a really bad way. And then there's a couple of privates who were in um, Kovalevsky's division who've had to stay behind because they are also quite bad. And they describe similar symptoms to what you experienced this morning, which you feel like you've now sort of maybe recovered from. Shaken off a bit. To a certain extent. Shaken off a bit. But they... Give me a, give me a psychology role now. Now you... you you know, now you're aware of the the mix of different complaints. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yes, uh, uh, an excellent success, actually. Well, in that case, um, your memory of uh, when you studied very briefly psychological complaints, mm. manias and phobias and things, the, every, the way these men are speaking to you it's almost like they've got agoraphobia. Mm. Agoraphobia or... It's like they don't want to leave this place. They don't want to leave their tents. I feel, I feel like I recognise that. Mm. Yeah, I think you find that familiar. Yeah, which is quite frightening. But of course, you know, there are those cases, aren't there, where you... I remember when I was a younger man, I went to a village uh, and everyone was in the grip of the fever of... The priest had died, and they were convinced that if they left their houses, God would curse them. And perfectly sane individuals who I'd seen before, who would be quite, you know, they would just laugh stuff off like that. Suddenly they totally believed in it. So, so there might be some aspect of this that is acting on the psyche of people. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's perfectly possible that it kind of creeps in when you're not aware. And there are mysteries for Bayer. I think for for, for Dr. Lubomova, there's there are mysteries that are far beyond human understanding. Not necessarily that it's religious, because he doesn't believe in God, but that's partly why he adopts this persona, I think, of, I'm like a priest, you know, I'm like a happy priest. I'm like a friar, in our terms. Um, and I think he starts, to, he softens his approach, he's a lot less analytical, and he, and he says that he'll come back and look at him again. I'll, I'll look in on you again, Jubenko, he says. Leaves the, the tent and then I think goes over to Sergeant uh, Blochinstev and says, 
I'd like I'd like the um I'd like the men who have dysentery to be on this side of the camp, and I'd like anyone who feels extreme fatigue to be on that side of the camp. <laughs> and anyone else who has who feels fine, report to me in ten minutes. And with yourself, Sergeant, we will form a, a rota. A man who is not occupied, it's not comfortable. I must read this text to understand some of the chemical elements of some of the uh, laboratory works that have been going on here. So I will need all of the tasks of the camp to be run by you and the men who are capable. You understand me? Da, da. Da. Thank you, comrade. You, you entirely trust Block and Staff that. He's very good at organizing men. This is a great task to give. Give him a firm line. This starts to happen immediately. The people who are struck down with dysentery get put off into one section. Those who are feeling a bit listless, as you say, are being looked after and being given, you know, hot drinks and being treated really tenderly, actually, much more tenderly than you might expect from grizzled Soviet soldiers. Yeah. And uh, and then, but most of them, most of them are basically fine. So they go about the usual things, cleaning, checking the, the vehicle that's still here, checking everything's in working order, practicing good hygiene, um, maybe playing a bit of cards, smoking, having the odd cheeky drink, walking the perimeter of the site. I think I think I have a vague memory of Kopolev obsessing about the lights. And I say to Bloshinstev and any man in those 10 minutes when they come come round to the tent and I stand by it and I, with my pipe and I say, gentlemen, we must make sure that the generator runs for the lights. Duh. We must make sure, make sure that everything is safe. So we have to have a patrol that goes through the uh, camp. But remember, do not be tempted to start looking elsewhere. Do not touch anything. Do not shoot any animals. Do not eat anything. He's um, he's a, a straightforward guy, blocking stuff. He doesn't ask any questions. Uh, he sets up a rotor of people who are basically going to check the fuel in the, uh, the rural electrification truck. It's like pumping out horrible like noxious sort of you know um smoke but it's running it's still running and the lights are still shining in on this silo that you've got no idea what purpose really these lights serve whether they're serving any purpose at all but they're still shining in i I sort of imagine the camera lingers on uh for that brief moment as he realizes he may be in the worst place, <laughs> thinking that he was in a better place, not going to the... Uh, but he's, he's, he, <laughs> he kind of takes on a stoic posture. So now everything's ticking along. You've, you've really sort of pulled rank. You know, remember, you're the same rank as Block and Steph, but I think he's been impressed at actually the way you've perked up and the way you've taken control, the way you've looked after the men. So he's following your orders although you haven't issued them like orders, you've issued them like a, a man of equal rank. So are you, are you back to the chemistry text or is there anything else you want to do in the meantime? Yeah, I, I, think, I think I sit on one of the camp stools and I, uh, one of those lumps of wood that we use for them. Um, and uh, so I'm still visible and out in public. I don't go back into my tent and I start studying this text, thinking all the time, what those guys must be uh, digging into, beginning to become more conscious that they could be facing something. I've got this. I've got this suspicion that it's something otherworldly. 
I think it's the first time it's crept into my mind because of that story that I remember of my youth where people kind of faced something numinous and strange and spiritually odd. But I I kind of put it to one side. I think, right, I'll look at this chemistry text. So I passed my previous test on it chemistry-wise. Yeah, could you give me, this time, could you give me um, an intelligence role? Okay, that's better, yeah. I thought you were going to say library use. I was going to say, please not library use. Intelligence. Also not great, but... uh, that's a fail. I just have a, an ability to fail intelligence checks, which is good because it's low. He has a low intelligence. Okay, I think that's okay. I, I'm going to say that you have now spent enough time to have fully absorbed the information in this text. Okay. As I've said, it's got a con- significant number of corrections and notations in the margins, um, heavily hinting that our understanding of the universe is at best profoundly flawed oh, oh dear you just as just as i've had this thought about the spiritual nature of things <laughs> oh yeah. no yeah however you you are fairly sure that these are the ravings of a madman oh no having now read it all there was a moment where you were sort of halfway through and you were like, there is a, there's some truth in this. There's some, there's some secret. This is going to unfold something to me. Yeah, yeah. And now having got to the end, especially considering that role you just made, <laughs> you are pretty sure that this is just someone who's lost it. And it's very sad. Uh, and it, it might be that, it might be that having read all this, Maybe this. Maybe you'll be able to apply some of these scribblings to anything that you come across at a later stage. But at the moment, you think this is the the ravings of a madman. It's someone who descends into madness. Yeah. Okay. Which kind of makes sense, doesn't it, in relation to the fact that if people are dying all around him, or he, him or her. But could you also give me? Could you give me a power roll? Yeah. That I do pass. Okay, fine. Fine. So in that case, you um you put the book down and you feel no desire to return to it. <laughs> okay, that kind of power roll. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Interesting. <laughs> okay, well let's let's go to Kofalov anyway. Actually this is a good opportunity to speak privately to Trepanov. Perfect. As we're sort of dis, you know, disembarking, I take him to one side and say, um, we need to be careful. If there are Ogpu agents around, they may try and uh, retaliate or evade us. I do not know what they know. They may know we are coming for them. Does it look to you like there are Ogpu agents around? Who knows what to expect at this stage? What evidence have we seen of Ogpu so far? The uniforms were Ogpu. Which uniforms? Back at the tractor station. The uniform of the dead agent in the in the truck. So there is one agent. I do not think they would send one agent 
It is my suspicion that they were performing experiments there, a whole unit of them. And you think they are still there or they have fled or they are dead like the people they experimented on? It is possible. But our orders were specific and we must, even if that is the case, we must at least attempt to complete our orders. And one of those orders possibly is already done for us. Eliminate Ogpu agents. It's possible. But we do not need to bother the uh, bother the lieutenant with this. Tell me, do we need to make a show of fixing the telegraph line, or are they already aware that we have nothing to do with it? Who cares about the telegraph lines? Look around. Well, I don't give a fucking shit about the telegraph line, but are we supposed to look like we give a shit about it for the men? We have told them what we need to tell them. Dugov! Dugov, maybe you could go and climb up a telegraph pole and make it look like you're fixing the Don't wires. Don't bother, Dugov. Fine. Fair enough. All right, so... I see nothing in this place. I see ruin, destruction, fire, devastation. Do you want to have a look around? <laughs> ah, the Fyodorov. How was your piss, Lieutenant? Well, it was fine. <laughs> I was going to suggest we go building by building, and even if it's just kicking in the doors of the smaller wooden structures, but make our way towards the hall. Trepanov says, yes, let's just walk building to building. That's very much your style, Fyodorov, isn't it? Well, uh, what would you suggest, Trepanov? I don't give a shit. Ah, I see. Happy to criticize, but not to offer any solutions. All right, all right. I would say... I, I, why would you be interested in looking around peasant huts? Maybe we look in the big buildings? Yes, I think that's clearly where we will focus. I was just aware that since we're looking into illnesses, potential contagion, it would be good to know if any of them were occupied or had been. I agree. But there's only a dozen or so. It won't take a minute. All right. Well, fine. Since you seem to have all the big ideas, mm. Senior Lieutenant Fyodorov... Tell us where we should start. I, I look at Trepanov meaningfully and say, we must turn over every stone. Hmm. Da. We should knock on the doors and then go to the hall. Kovalevsky notices there's a little bit of tension here and he says, uh, he just comes up and says, Lieutenant Fyodorov, da. you uh, you require any, any assistance? Everything okay? Uh, no, thank you, though. Um... Uh, we're going to go door to door, so just, uh, you know, two men on each. We just need to check that these uh, smaller wooden buildings aren't occupied. Of course. Thank you. Kovalevsky gets his uh, little squadron, he, he breaks them up into... So he's got... It's him and six others. So he puts them in pairs, uh. and then he goes knocking on doors by himself. So they... Before he goes, I say, if anyone is there, round them up. Round round them up? Yeah. Well, have them have them gather, sir. Yes, sir, sir. So they they head off to the to the smaller dwellings, leaving you if you want to to have a look into the uh, any of the sort of more significant structures. So, on the way to the windmill and the big hall, there's the sort of patch of earth, right? Yeah, and this exactly. There's, I mean, you sort of pulled up in front of the big hall, right by this big patch of earth. I say, well, we'll head in, head towards the hall, but, you know, let's have a look at that 
patch of earth on on route see what it seems to be so you're having a look at the the patch of earth first of all mm. just see if it's you know if it's been dug recently or or what it's possibly for so yeah it looks like this earth isn't isn't like packed it's not packed solid like the ground it's clearly been turned over mm. um relatively recently mm. i mean nothing's grown anywhere no. around here so but it but this isn't this hasn't even got any sort of dead scrub on it and this is right in the middle of the settlement which seems odd as well yeah i mean do you want do you want to have a little dig around in it yeah i was i was just thinking dig it up yeah well, I'll just have a kick at the soil and do a spotted and maybe a C. Uh, okay, so give me a... So it's, I mean, it's it, the earth is still quite frozen. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to have a kick at it, uh, give me a give me a strength roll. Yeah, I'm just checking. I don't have like a field shovel or anything like that on me. I don't think I do, no. Okay, strength roll, did you say? I'll tell you what. There were some, there were some shovels for digging holes for telegraph poles. So you could give me a luck roll ah. to find out whether you are with the truck that has those in the back. Yes. Let's hope so. Uh, yes, that's a success. Just. You're in luck. So the truck that you've brought has, has got the, the, the kit for digging for digging holes for telegraph poles. So there are some shovels in the back of the truck if you want to uh, go and get one of those. It's still close, right? So I'm just going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there. I'm going to pull a, cup, a couple out and hand one to uh, hand one to uh, the Major just in case he wants to get his hands dirty. <laughs> but um, I'm just going to, you know, take a couple of digs and see if there's... Okay, it's still really frozen, so give, give, me, a, give me a strength roll with a bonus die and I'm going to do the same for... I'll help you. Okay, again, you, you can also give me a strength roll with a bonus die. And Dugov's going to do the same. Triep and I was interested. 91 on both rolls. So I, I literally, just on the cusp, so 75, and I've got 75 strength. That's fine, and Dugov's passed as well, so the Major is not really interested. He has a little poke around, but he's not really doing <laughs> I am interested, I just... You and Dugov, um, your shovels go in and immediately go through the earth and hit something hard, and... Uh, you dig a bit of earth away and uh, you've unearthed two corpses and your instinct tells you that looking at the size of this area and the fact that you're both digging in different places and your first dig has hit a corpse. Both of us, yeah. This is quite clearly a mass grave. Mm. Very sh- with a With a lot of... A few dozen corpses, very shallowly buried. Once again, um, if you are interested, I can tell you how many man hours it would take to dig out uh, and prepare these. I mean, it's worth knowing if I can sort of estimate that, yeah. Yeah, six, so 60, 60 hours. Fucking hell. So you've got six troops with you, so you could put, well, seven, so you could put everyone to work for for 10 hours yeah. digging up good job i didn't want to do that anyway um <laughs> yeah it's i mean or, or you could you could maybe uh zoom one body and see if there's anything of note about it yeah yeah i mean maybe that's something you could put dugov to do yeah because you know he's got some medical skill i think that's a good good idea actually yeah um uh, major if it's all the same to you perhaps dugov finish uh digging just one of these 
uh, to see if there's anything uh, unusual about it, anything we can tell about the way it was killed. I agree. Oh, um, yes, of of course, Major. He looks a bit green, but he starts um, sort of digging away, and he, uh, <laughs> while he's doing it, has a sanity roll. <laughs> He loses one sanity while he digs up a body. And then we'll come back to him to see what he finds. Um, in the meantime, I think that's... I don't... I, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure what's going on there. So it's... Shall we check the hall? So having, having passed the sort of smaller wooden settlements, uh, little sort of outhouse type things, and this pit, we've got the hall in front of us, and there's also the windmill that's in front of us or to the side somewhere. That's right. So basically, you pulled up where your truck's pulled up. Yeah. You're right by the hall, this mass grave, and the windmill. And then all the settlements are a little bit further away in the barns. So your soldiers have gone ahead of you through into the, through the settlement. I see. So you've got everything is right there. Everything you if you want to look at the barn, the windmill, the, the, um, the hall, they're all right there. Uh, what do you think, Major? Should we check the uh, the barn and the windmill first or go straight for the hall? Let's take our time. Let's yeah. do the barn and the windmill and then... Uh... Duh. Um, I had hit the barn first, I would... So, as you head towards the barn, give me a spot hidden. My spot hidden's... We both do that. Terrible. Yeah, both, please. New. That's a fail as uh, well. Hang on. Hang on, sorry. You're quite close to the barn. You can have a bonus die. Ah. Ooh. Okay, love. <laughs> 76 and 76, both oh, times. I got a five. Well, um... <sighs> I've only got 25. Uh, Senior Lieutenant Fyodorov, this might be a site that you've seen before. You spot along the side of one of the barns uh, like a line of bullet holes ah. and dried blood. Firing squad... Yeah, it looks like to you it's very clearly the site where um, a number of people have been executed. This makes sense because there was a resistance to collectivization. Those who resisted were executed and then they were replaced with loyal party members. I'm aware of it happening around these parts before. Uh, Shall we look inside? You can. What What did you score in your spot hidden? Five. Okay, with your five, I'm going to tell you that um, I'm going to tell you that you also see that the barns are apart from the bullet holes and the blood stains. They're like uh, immaculate, like they've never been used. Right. And you, you almost without going inside, you so can tell. I glance through the door. It's like spick and span. No. Yeah, it's like no, it's like the the barns have been erected and no animals have ever lived here. Right. I mean, I think that's enough for me. Unless, mm-hmm. unless Major, you want to look any closer, they don't seem to uh, contain anything. No. Which is odd enough in itself. Indeed. Let's just move on. The windmill. Da. Okay. So, this is a um, like a wind-powered water pump. And a and a steel sort of water storage tank. Ah, uh, yes. The wi- the windmill appears to be in good working order. And then the tank 
So the, the tank is sort of sunken into the ground. So you can't really, you can't really get a good look at it from where you are. You'd either need to be sort of like higher up looking down at it, or you'd need to get much closer to it and sort of clamber down to look. So the, uh, the sort of the structure of the, not windmill, but the sort of, uh, yeah, the sort of windmill part of it. Yeah. Is there sort of access to that, or is it sort of just an external structure that we could climb more? Yeah, no, you could. I think you could, um, you could certainly climb that. And that would give us probably a look down at the water tank? I think it would, yeah. But there's no inner part of it. It's like a sort of a construction without an internal component. The windmill? Yeah. That's true, yeah. It's not like a sort of old... No, no. <laughs> Dutch windmill. No, exactly. It's it's more like a sort of metal construction, so... Jonathan Creek ain't living in it. <laughs> no, but you, but it's got a ladder upside. You could climb up. I, I'm not even going to make you do a climb roll if you want to. No, I'll... I want to... Give it another climb. I'm I'm good at climbing in this one. Great. Okay. So you 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 shimmy up the windmill and you notice that um, the water the water tank that sort of as I say submerged a bit in the ground. It should have an intact top, but there's a hole. It looks like a hole melted in it, very similar to the hole you saw melted in the side of the silo. Yes, I thought it might be. It's about like. Maybe big enough for a person to fit through, basically. That sort of size. 12 inches across or something. But it's in the top. Uh, yeah, and it's in the top the top of the... You can see it from the from the windmill. Yeah. Well, I'm going to come back down and sort of tell the Major what I've seen. Just say it looks... Uh, I have to say on first glance, it looks very similar to the hole in uh, this silo back at the camp. I'm not so keen on looking in myself. Perhaps... Are you curious? Am I curious? I'm very curious. Triapanov says, What's the problem? There's a hole in the tank? Someone wants to... Have a look inside, see if you find any bodies. See, see if I find any bodies? Yes. What do you think this place is? A place full of bodies. He boldly marches towards the side. I turn to Triapanov and say, Go and look if there are any bodies. <laughs> Oh, go and look if there are any bodies. So he sort of goes over and shimmies down the side. I turn to the major and go, why do you like him? He's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I said I like him. I'm scared of him. <laughs> and you see, as he gets close to the tank, you see him sort of physically recoil before he even gets near the hole. Mm. As if from, maybe from the smell. And he sort of, Puts his puts his sleeve over his nose and leans in and leans his head in. Comes back up and as he walks back towards you, it's the most the most affected you've ever seen Triapanov look. Gosh. He says there are definitely um some deceased humans and possibly animals in that tank and then he just walks away and sort of dry heaves a few times and then takes some deep breaths and does a sanity roll yeah oh poor tree up and off why animals I don't get it man we're, we're missing something here yeah 
Assuming they are animals and they're not half cow, half human hybrids. <laughs> Good point. I mean, we've not separated the bodies yet. So he, he, he comes back, having taken a moment and says, do you, want to, um, do you want to drain the tank? What do you think, Major? What could be gained? I suppose we could access it without the risk of uh, anyone falling in. See what the situation is. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> I, say, I, say, I say drain it. Whatever the situation is here, it's likely to mirror the situation back at the... Uh, the, the Ex- exactly, this is what I am afraid of. If it mirrors the situation back at the tractor station, then we need to keep lights on it. Well, yes, I appreciate that's your concern, your suspicion. But uh, seeing as it's daylight... Uh, perhaps it's better to investigate this one in more detail than the one with all our men sleeping around it. At least then we may have an idea of what we're dealing with up at the, uh, the station. Trepanov, was there was there liquid in the in the tank? In the water tank, yes, yes. That's why I was suggesting that. Well, if you want to if you want to investigate the contents. If people are getting sick, potentially there is contamination of the water table. So if we release a load of filth in, into the landscape, will that not also make us sick? I am no doctor. No, 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 you are probably right. I don't know. I told you from the start that I thought this was about radiation. But actually, I don't know whether radiation, you know, I, I, do you feel ill? I don't feel ill. No. I've been in this place now, in this vicinity, for, what, 48 hours, and I don't feel any ill effect. So if radiation has affected these people, these animals, maybe the the effect has passed. It's possible. We could examine, we could get Dugov to examine them, but we... So I am suggesting that if you want to see what's in the tank... I'm telling you there are bodies, possibly, maybe at least one human, possibly some animals. I, it's not very clear. I'm saying if you want to have a better look, you could drain the tank. But, Major, this is absolutely your decision. And if you want to leave this place, that's also allowed. So there is no one here. Well, shall we check in the hall before we make a final decision on the tank? Yes, I would like to be sure. As he finishes, um, as as you sort of finish having this conversation, you hear Dugov going, "Oh God!" As he's digging up the body, and um, and you've also remember you've got their soldiers knocking on doors, and uh, you see they've made their way through half the houses already and had no response. Well, I think for the time being we let them continue just in case, but uh, I maybe cross back over to Dukov before we head into the hall and say. What is it? Have you found something? You gleaned anything? Uh, no, no. Um, uh, sorry, I, I just um, this is uh, this is not not a not a very nice not a very nice job. No, no. Well, someone must do it, eh? Of course, of course. Good man, good man. We'll be back with you shortly, and then march off towards the uh, the hall. So you're heading towards the hall. No. So, who's going in the hall? Well, I will. I will. 
you two and Triefanov. Uh, yeah. mm. Could you please tell me your? Um, could you tell me your size? Oh, oh, interesting. Perhaps it's a wardrobe or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat your Turkish delight. Oh, my size is sixty-five. My size is. You're both tall, aren't you? I remember now. I'm only five nine, but I'm quite like stocky. I think six foot. My size is seventy. Mm. He's tall. You're stocky. You're you're muscular. Little bulldog. Okay, sorry, I'm just doing a little bit of maths. Triopanov is six feet taller than all of us put together. Triopanov is really tall, isn't he? He's he's really big. <laughs> Triopanov is a giant. Okay, right. So you step into the hall, and you, as you step inside, these you know the roof's gone and the walls are creaking, and uh, you're fine. Um, they don't collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Christ. But there's nothing to see in here, really. There's a, there's just a there's a mural. There's a mural of Stalin surrounded by smiling children. Well Santi. <laughs> <laughs> it should kind of it, it should really be instant sand loss for that, shouldn't it? Seeing Stalin. We're surrounded by smiling children. Oh right, yeah. Or seeing smiling children. They're being so disrespectful of our leader. Their happiness. There's nothing else in here. It's deserted. We're pretty certain of that. Like, it's not even any, not even any small items or possessions. It looks it's been stripped bare. Right. You've basically seen everything there is to see in this hall. Let's just catch up with Dugov. He's exhumed this body. Examine the body. Examine the body. Examine the body. He he comes up to you and says, um, uh, Major Kopolev. Ah. This body has been executed. Can you tell how? Shot? Shot. This body has been shot. Executed. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I wish I could tell you more. No, no, I think, uh, I think that confirms what uh, we thought might be the case. Mm-hmm. In which case, well, Major, it's decision time, I suppose. The men will have returned soon from checking the last of the uh, buildings. Do you say we drain this tank and have a look inside or not? All right. I completely take your point about uh, potential toxins or uh, contamination uh, mixing with water around here. I'm not sure if there'd be any way of stopping that. Perhaps it is a bad idea. It's fine. We'll do it. Drain the tank. Okay. So the men, Kovalevsky and his men, come back from the from checking the uh, the houses and... Uh, Kovalevsky says, we, we checked every dwelling, there's, uh, there's nobody here. The privates stuck their heads inside a few and they're bare, they're empty. There's no personal possessions or, or anything. I see. Thank you. I think we know where they all are. Will you tell the men we are going to, uh, we're going to drain this water tank? All right. We've discovered that there are probably a number of bodies inside, and oh. we need to get to the bottom of what happened to them. Oh, I see. Uh, should they um, get back in the truck, or just 
Rest easy? I think rest easy, but near the truck, um, there's a risk of contamination as always, so I think we want as little exposure as possible just to be on the safe side. Um, so yes, if you wouldn't mind escorting them back to the truck, we'll be with you as soon as we are finished here. Of course. So the troops all head back towards the truck. They hang around, have a smoke, just sort of rest. And um, Triepinov volunteers to uh, go down and um, uh, release the, the, the lever that lets the water out of the tank. And just to be clear before we <laughs> do this, is it clear where the water's going to sort of drain from? It's not going to just suddenly spurt into the town square. <laughs> <laughs> is there a clear sort of valve or sort of off shoot anywhere? Well, it's going to drain. Um, the, the The tank is sort of submerged. Yeah. So the water will drain away. Oh, I see. It's not going to. Earth. Hopefully. It's not going to flood all over you, but it is certainly going to spread slightly. Spread. Yeah. Yeah, the ground and the ground is frozen, so it might not easily blow into the ground. No, okay. Well, we'll be aware of that and stand back and everything. So Triepinov, if you want him to, releases the the sort of lever that opens the the valve. For this Stop the valves, please. And you hear this as the water starts flowing out, and the smell is. Completely, uh, completely sickening. It's like what you smelt when you stuck your head in the silo, um, Fyodorov. <laughs> what have we done? Um, but amplified because it's just coming out and like it's in the air and it's miasma. You know, water that's not frozen hitting frozen ground and yeah, is making it rise up in condensations, filling the air. And I would like you all to give me a constitution roll, please. That sounds fair. Ah, I failed. You failed. Okay, can you lose a hit point, please? Because you've been through this quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> An extreme success for me. Extreme success. Okay, you managed to stifle it. So, um, Fyodorov, finally, you can't... You can't withstand this anymore. It's brought back what you saw in the silo and you just vomit up your breakfast and you and you shake all over and you 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 get a bit of a headache this smell is just really violent and you're vi- you're violently ill I'll, I'll come back to the team don't mind me this smell you hear that you hear some of the troops vomiting going oh shit that smell it's covering the whole area. Fuck. <laughs> Why have we done this? <laughs> but eventually, eventually the the liquid all drains away and the, the smell is still there, but like the the wave of it has passed. And I, I think you did this because it would make, you e- make it easier for you to see what was in the tank. Yeah. So I suppose. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm not going to volunteer immediately since I've just been the one being violently sick, but... If no one else is heading over there, I guess I'll just strap on my big boy pants and go and have a little look. <laughs> okay. If no one else is moving, I'm just going to sort of look at them both and uh, just sort of spit out the last of that. I mean, I've been through it twice now. Well, let's see how Triepinov's doing. Yeah. Let's find out how he's doing. 
The major is clearly hanging back. Mm. Oof. Oof, Trevanov is not in a good way. I think he's just, I mean, he was right next to the tank when he opened it. Mm. He's vomiting hard and staggering away from it. He's a broken man. I mean, that the the fierce, terrifying Trepanov you saw 12 hours ago has vanished. Yeah. This this man is, he's not going anywhere near that tank. Well, we've achieved something at least. <laughs> I think you have in a way. <laughs> I wasn't there. I wasn't there to see it. Although now we'll, now we'll get attacked by monsters and it'll be useless. I mean, so now we need him. Yeah, yeah. I think in which case I'm going to, I'm going to take a swig of whiskey, swill it round my mouth, try and spurt it out my nose. <laughs> Tie my scarf like tight around my mouth and nose and splash a bit of whiskey on that as well. Yeah. So I've just got those fumes. And my glasses I've got on a piece of string anyway, so they're not gonna fall off, but I'm gonna like tie my reading glasses around my head tighter. Almost like a shit pair of goggles, but I'm just sort of like trying to negate the effects as much as possible. Okay. I forgot Fyodorov her war glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well usually only to read, but uh yeah. So you, um, so you make your way towards the tank. Yeah. Uh, wraps up as you are. It's not too bad, the smell, especially it sort of dissipates a bit. You climb down um, over the edge and you look in the hole that Triapanov looked in before. And uh, as you look in, you see this mass of bodies human and animal you see maybe maybe a dozen human bodies numerous uh, like rabbits birds mice I don't know whether you want to get any of them out to have a look at them but the immediate thing that happens is you give me a sanity roll yeah now, because you've wrapped yourself up and you've put your reading glasses on, I'm going to let you have a bonus die on your sanity roll. <laughs> okay. Cheers. Ah, I succeed. In that case, I succeed only by three. Okay, so you um, you lose one point of sanity. Yeah. I, I guess, like, how far are they from me, this mass of bodies? But is it a matter of feet? Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting in there, but like I'm just wondering the distance. No, it's um, it's a cup, it's a couple of feet down. You could um, if I had a gaff or something, I could potentially pick something out if I wanted to. Yeah. So there's a few ways you could, you know, there's you could, if you wanted to get some of these bodies out, you could probably take the lid off the tank and then climb down and get them out. That would probably be the easiest way. Or you could potentially try and get something, put it in the hole and hook something out. The easiest way, I think, would be to take the lid off and just go down and start. And is that, is that a one-person thing, the lid? No, I don't think so. I think you'd have to get some of the soldiers involved. And, and, and if you wanted to get them all out, it would be, you know, several hours' work. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I need to do that. Can you tell me, or I mean, I can roll for it if you want. It, do, do they look like bodies that have been in liquid a long time? Like, are they pale and sort of hairless? Like, or do you know what I mean? Like that thing of a drowned animal with its flesh still there, but... Interesting. Yeah. So 
they look similar to that first face that you saw looming up out of the silo. Disfigured. So it could be bloated from drowning or from sitting in the water too long, if not drowning. They definitely look waterlogged. Yeah. They definitely look like they've been in the water for some time. Distended. And- but they look really gaunt as well. So it's like it's like water bloated, but like... No real meat on their bones other than... Exactly that. No, It's all water weight, darling. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I like to call it lockdown weight, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, of course. With water retention. So... I mean, you'd expect bodies to be pale if they were in water for a long time, but they're really pale and really gaunt. And uh, they're just, they're kind of disfigured. Do do they resemble in any way the rabbit that we found en route to the tractor station? Do I see a sense of similarity there? or Give me an intelligence roll. That's a good question, though. That's a really good question. Mm. Like, is it like sort of random disfigurement or are there like legs that are too many, you know... Um, Oh, I rolled a two on a 60 intelligence. Wow. Okay. So, no, they don't look like the rabbit. They don't look... Okay. They look like... The rabbit, because that's such a good success, the rabbit looks like... Almost like it was born fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas these bodies look like... They've been sort of mangled and stretched and warped. Right. Possibly post-mortem or possibly in the um, in the process of, of death. Yeah. As you look closer, you see bits of flesh kind of sloughing off. Mm. Oh, God. But, but what, what you do see, similarly to the rabbit, is that you, you can't really determine the gender of any of the sex of any of them. Right. Human or animal. It's, they're sort of sexless. Yeah, well, I mean, the animals, you wouldn't be able to tell from this distance, but they're sexless, yeah. Well, okay. And, uh, yeah, to find out anything more, I think you'd probably have to pull one out and get someone to do a proper autopsy on it, if you want to. I mean, the the way the man reacted to the rabbit en route here, I think I'm pushing my luck already, releasing this miasma. But I think I might try and call the Major briefly, if he's not completely fucked off. No, I'm here. Uh, yeah. Um, major upwind yes yeah, ah. I'll, I'll walk a bit of the way over to you um, sort of say uh, well it's as Trepanov says it's filled with uh, bodies animal and human and they seem mutated well maybe not mutated just contorted um, I don't know if it's bloating from being in liquid so long but uh, uh, there is a certain torsion to their figures which uh, unsettles me somewhat um, hmm. the main thing that I'm questioning is why animals and humans I think the uh, maybe the good doctor put that in my head earlier but uh, you know if it's if it's some sort of we, we clearly people many people have been executed here and it's not beyond the realms of imagination to think of uh, ways in which you might humiliate or strike fear into surrounding villages by making examples of people by say drowning or something disgusting but why the animals as well it doesn't make sense to me why the animals and the humans i can see the potential for why either or but but both makes no sense to me we know there have been executions here why the bodies in the tank oh how why this burnt hole in the top something about this it doesn't seem to make sense to me, even as an experiment. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. 
I think it was... Oh, God. What if it was an attempt to um, destroy en masse an abomination, part of the experiment that had gone wrong with the animals and the humans? Well, yes, that's quite a thought. They did not... That shooting them was not enough or was not efficient... And so they... That's a troubling thought. I don't know. Tried to set fire to the silo. Mm. But then at the, at the silo at this tractor station, mm. they have tried to um, seal... I think they took the telegraph poles to seal it shut. Mm. Well, your theory with the lights, keeping the lights on the silo in case... Exactly. So this is the thing I do not understand. That is based on the report I read in the man's journal. But I see here, if the theory is that they were put into the silo to then be set fire to, perhaps with kerosene, mm. then why has the silo not been burnt down? Well, quite. Why have they decided to? Unless there were a number of these at every at every village if this is the case and they have made several attempts until they got to tractor station and then said you know the best so by then they have worked out that the solution is to cast light upon it mm. but even then that is like nothing I have heard of and of, of course it's almost impossible to tell the conditions of the bodies being so separate those outside and those inside the liquid but why would you have a mass grave where you simply bury bodies and why would some only go in the tank if this was a contagion all around the area which they felt the need to put the animals as well to contain this thing why only some yes yes well regardless there are no lights to keep on this tank and I can assure you that everything inside is dead at least as far as I understand the word none of this makes sense no I think we should make our way perhaps back to the station. Sergeant Kovalevsky comes up and says, Sir, a couple of the men have fallen very, very ill. It must be the the smell. I don't know what that is, but um, I I think we should get back to the station pretty sharpish. They've taken a real turn. Maybe it's it's dysentery, in which case we want to get them back and separate them from the rest of the team. Let's hope so. No, you're quite right, Kovalevsky. I was about to say the same thing. Right. Um, is there is there anything we wanted to take from this site? I don't think so. Major? Uh, not as I can think of that I want to see. Okay. Saddle up. <laughs> okay, so you pile up back in the truck and uh, and you set off and uh, you're heading straight back to the station, are you? No. Uh, I mean, I know there's the other two outposts, but uh, I think... I mean, now I... What are you thinking? Well, I, I feel like now, I think we need to know, but equally, driving all the way out there just to find other abandoned villages with a silo full of awful yeah. is going to be a waste of time. And a drain on the psychological health and <laughs> everything of the soldiers, the morale and stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm also thinking. Well, for now, we should go back to the... Uh, yeah. If we want to check out the other two, we can always bring the other soldiers. Yeah. But do a switcheroo on the troops, at least, and get back in touch with the doctor. Yeah, sure. Oh, hey, I tell you what, Dan. Yeah? I don't know how you feel about this. Can I do a Cthulhu Mythos roll? 
Uh, yeah, based on what? Uh, based on the uh, what Fyodorov said about not being sure why you would put human and animal carcasses inside a silo like that. If it adds up with the the whole photosensitive thing at the other at the tractor station, or what might I suspect is a photosensitive thing, or okay, give me a roll. Give me a roll and push it. So no, that was a waste of time. What have you rolled? I rolled a thirty-three. I, for some reason, I thought my Cthulhu Mythos was twenty-seven, but it's not. It's seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, since you're since you're interested, you could if you can give me an extreme intelligence roll. I tell you what, an extreme intelligence roll, but you get a bonus die because of your Cthulhu Mythos. Okay. Well, always rolling another die. He's eking it out. <gasps> so I rolled 74 on the first one. And then I rolled... Oh, God. Zero four! Oh! <laughs> Great. And that's an extreme success for you, is it? Yeah. I imagine we're getting back into the thing and the engine starting up. And I look out the window back at the silo and go... <gasps> and then say whatever you're going to tell me. <laughs> And then it comes to you that the reason why there's all these different types of creatures, humans, animals, you've been thinking about it wrong. Because this isn't somewhere where people have come and dumped bodies. This is a lair this is where a creature has brought stored bodies, stored its prey. This reminds you of the sort of place where an animal would store, would store its prey, like a spider would capture flies, wrap them up in its web and hold them there. It's a, it's a, it's a storage. A larder. It's like it's like a liquid larder. <laughs> That's the conclusion you leap to at this moment. Oh, God. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's... But now I'm thinking, so I'm sat in the van, I'm thinking, if, that, if that's true, then keeping the light on the silo back at the tractor station and the fact that the guard, the, the, the Ogpu agent who was watching, who decided to kill himself when the lights went out. The lights weren't keeping it at bay. The lights were perhaps directing it to the silo so that it wouldn't roam around and kill everyone else. Possibly, yeah, fuck. It's good thinking. <laughs> I lean over to Fyodorov and go, we have to get out of here. We have to get out of here. We have to get out of here now. We have to get back. We have to get back and get out of here. Okay, okay. Hey, we're moving, we're moving. So the truck is rolling. You're on the road. I feel like that's a sanity roll. I feel like yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I should probably. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Good. Give me a sanity roll. <laughs> oh, a nine. I rolled a nine. Oh, nice. So that's a success. Uh, just lose one sanity, then, please. Whatever the fuck is storing its food in these things, it's something that can burn through solid metal potentially. I don't know. If that was it. It's a giant cigarette. So the truck is um, it's on the road. It's heading 
back south to the uh, to the station. Could you? Um, I don't like that you haven't just skipped to us arriving. Could you give me a spot hidden roll, please? Yes. This is where we see the giant cigarette from the old nicotine adverts, just roaming around the countryside, <laughs> burning burning holes into silos, <laughs> sucking up sucking up the tar inside. I'm off by like four. Oh, that's a success. <laughs> wow, that's not good. Major Kopolev, as the truck's rumbling along, you still got that leather satchel on you with all the stuff you found on the dead soldier. Mm. You pull out the map of the surrounding area to check your route, to check that you're heading back south towards the base. Exactly that map. Mm -hmm. And just as you're looking at it, you look out of the truck (laughs) and you spot a trail, like a track that isn't marked on your map. A trail that sort of leads off off the main trail between Yurankovo and the station. As I, as I put my book down, maybe I go for a stroll and I stretch my legs and I go up to... Because we've got these two guys who are wandering over to the generator every, every 10 minutes to make sure. I think the three of us are stood and I say, Comrades, wait here one second. I want to look at the truck. <laughs>